Hello, and welcome to the All Saints Podcast. We began this podcast by bringing you the sermons from the 10 a.m. service on Sunday mornings. With the ongoing orders to stay at home and continue to socially distance, we're now bringing you the homilies that Father Ed has been recording in locations all around where he is staying. It has been a difficult time for many of us and for our church, but I hope that listening to these homilies as they're produced on location can bring a bit of comfort to us all. As you'll hear from this week's homily, recorded outside on the back porch. There's a bit of background noise that may make it hard to hear, but I hope that you find, as I do, that the message continues to come through loud and clear. So now, a homily for Sunday, June 14th, 2020. Well, good morning and God bless you on yet another Sunday of All Saints Church worship, a day when we come together virtually instead of physically, but the day of physical Um, How do we say togetherness is coming up? We're going from one level to another, and it looks like we'll be together uh, just as soon as everything allows for us to be. And that's a progression, those progressions of days and those progressions of levels that are made by bishops and government authorities so that we could be careful and do things in the right way. And I would like you to remember that word progression. Progressions in life make sense for us, and especially in the way we relate to God. And if we realize the progressions that God has for us, It brings hope, it brings joy, it brings you an identity, a fulfillment, a place to be where you know how you fit in the progression of God's doings and the progression of his mighty works of uh, faith and salvation in the world. We start with, uh, let's say, the landmark theological dates that have passed us recently in these months. Let's start with Easter. Easter, Jesus comes out of that tomb after suffering on the cross on Good Friday, three days before. He spends 40 days on earth On ascension, he raises into heaven. And then Pentecost happens on the 50th day after Easter, and we're given the Holy Spirit. Now, hold on right there a minute, because that is the power of the church. The Pentecost experience was the birth of the church, for that matter. The church can do nothing without the Holy Spirit. But then after Pentecost, we don't make any mistakes in our theology or in our lectionary, the readings we have, the gospels we use. For on the very next Sunday, we say, now that the Holy Spirit's here, We know about our Father God. We witness the great glories of Jesus. And now we have Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. We have one God and we have Trinity Sunday. That was last week when we talked about our God being three persons in one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in perfect relationship. So what about this Sunday? If the progressions are continuing, what do you do after Trinity Sunday? Well, again, here it comes theologically. It's Jesus teaching the people. He's going from town to town. Today's gospel and Matthew tells us. And he's speaking in the synagogues. He's teaching the people. He's healing them. He's loving them. But most of all, it says, he's giving them the good news of the kingdom. The kingdom's good news that he has brought the kingdom of heaven to earth. And it is now among us. He tells us the kingdom is among us. Well, that progression of going up to this date is of no mistake. We're trying to find out after Easter, after Pentecost, after knowing about the Trinity of God, what do I do? How do I live my life? How do you live your life? How do we go about ourselves? So we turn to see what Jesus was doing in the gospel with the very next um, progression. And here's the progression. It's one of compassion. Don't miss the point of the gospel today while the mighty things of God and the kingdom of God are being spoken. It is Jesus' compassion that is the trigger for everything that's about to happen. For it says that when he was going from town to town and visiting the people and teaching them, he was with them, he was among them, he was in relationship for them, and he saw them as being harassed and helpless, it says. Harassed and helpless. They were like sheep without a shepherd. And he felt for them in his heart 
as we might feel for one another in our hearts. For indeed, the circumstances of our day, what are they? People running around, harassed and helpless. We're all kind of lost right now. The images on our TV screens, what we see all the time in our own eyes in the city of Washington, all these things tell us that God's people are very much harassed and helpless. But understand how this works, this compassion, and leads to the next progression. For after Jesus experiences this, and he feels the compassion and love he has for all these people who need him so much, what is the very next thing he does in the very next sentence of the gospel? He summons the apostles together. He gives them authority, authority to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to bring the good news of the kingdom to people. He gives them that authority, and then he sends them out. He sends them out in compassion. The compassion of Jesus is immediately passed on to the apostles so that they can go out and be among the people. And what does he tell them? He said, when you're out there, understand, it's going to go rough on you. The authorities are going to come after you. You're going to be like sheep among wolves out there, and people will harass you on account of my name, on account of the name of Jesus. But you have to be ready for it. Well... If you take that in progression from Jesus' compassion to the apostles and the church being founded at Pentecost, the next logical matter in the progression is you and me. It's the church, the body of Christ. We are to be compassionate. We are to look out upon the people of the world whom we see as harassed and helpless and bring them the good news of the kingdom and love them and care for them. The good news of the kingdom is that they have life everlasting and forgiveness of sins. The good news of the kingdom is that there is a justice that goes way beyond the world's justice. And we stand with you to help you where there is injustice. I know that's the, the big thing in everybody's hearts. In my heart, your heart, we're all worried about justice in this world. For as much as we have come long ways in many ways, what we see are that people are still suffering in race relations, especially, most especially, that the church is called upon to take its part in that, not only speaking against it, but going out and loving people and being with them. This idea of doing these things um, really isn't much optional. It's something that we have to do. It's something that Jesus calls us to do, just like he called the apostles and set them up and sent them out like he sent himself out. We're being sent out. We're no different. The progression is similar, and it's not optional. Um, I love the story of the mother who comes into the room and says to her, her son, um, would you like to have dinner? And so the kid said, what are my options? And the mom said, yes or no, you want dinner. And that's the way it is with you and me. It's not optional to go out and love people. It's not optional to bring the compassion of Jesus in today's gospel to people, to sacrifice for them, to go out and be him to the world, bringing the kingdom to the world, the kingdom bring, bringing love, forgiveness, compassion, healing, and the justice of the Bible, the justice of God that he speaks, the love of his children, to know that every person in this world is made in the image of God and that all of them are precious in his sight, so they're precious in our sight. To know that when we hurt another person, we're hurting God himself because God is in every person. Some mystical way he's in us when we're made in his image. Now, let's go back again to another progression. And this progression is the one about being sent out. Why are we being sent out? What are we doing? Well, it's obvious today Jesus is saying, I'm sending out the apostles to be compassionate and to bring the good news of the kingdom and all the things that are packaged in that. Just an amazing abundance of God's glory and grace and love are expressed in the kingdom. Someone once even said that the, the kingdom of God actually encapsulates everything the Bible is trying to speak about. It's all shown in the kingdom. And when we bring the kingdom, we're bringing everything God has given us to bring to folks. But when we go, we bring them that compassion that we spoke about. 
But the compassion has to be from the heart. If we're ordered to go out there, if we legislate people to go out and love one another or care for one another, or be nice to one another, it doesn't work. Those things don't work. But when we take into our hearts the love of Christ, truly and genuinely and legit legitimately surrender our own wills, our own hearts, our own desires, the things of our own lives so that we can be Jesus to the world, we have a chance to go out and change hearts. And when we change hearts, we get to the part where we have the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, the thing that we pray for in the Lord's Prayer every time we say it, the thing the world desperately needs and longs for and cries out for. And here is a chance, here's an opportunity to do that. You see, the, the progression goes on from there. The progression goes from the Old Testament and the fall of God, the fall of mankind before God, and how in the Old Testament, God came to Adam and Eve and throughout the Old Testament to Israel whenever they needed his love. And God's compassion for all of them, and especially his nation Israel, is abundant and teaches us something. But then we get to the gospel today where we see in the New Testament, compassion is revived in Jesus. Then in the Romans reading today, if you go and look at the readings today and read the reading from Romans, you'll see that it says God had compassion on you and me when we were still sinners. He didn't wait for us to clean ourselves up and purify ourselves because we can't even do that. We're washed in the blood of the Lamb. We have no ability to cure ourselves of the sin and the hate in us. But he loved us even when we were sinful, even when we are hateful. He's loving us, and he's trying to be compassionate to bring us to the next level where we can do things. If I told you the story of my life and you told me the story of your life and we swapped stories, we could tell story after story where God was compassionate and good to us even when we did not deserve it when we were in the middle of a mess, when we were in the middle of our own willfulness and our worst behavior, if you would. Today, we see there is another need for compassion in the world. Uh, we have a current crisis in the world. We have a pandemic, and we also have what's called a spiritual pandemic, if you allow the term. Um, the physical pandemic, when you talk about a virus and the illnesses, and then the spiritual pandemic and that the world has a paucity of spirit. And we need to build up our spirits in God. We need to build ourselves up as his people, as the body of Christ, to go out and love people. We need to understand that this is a spiritual matter, and the world can't handle it without God. The reason for most of the problems in the world is that God has been left out of the equation. How can people possibly hate one another? How can there be racism? How could there be classism? How can different religions and nations hate each other if they're filled with God? Indeed, the hatred and the problems that come up between people are evidence that the compassion that Jesus talks about in today's gospel is missing. It's lacking. It's not there in many cases. Or it's phony, where people mean it, but when it comes time to actually live it out, they fall apart and fall into their brokenness. It is a spiritual disease, and it needs spiritual remedy. It is a spiritual war, and it needs spiritual tools, the power of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, and the church all together. Our goal is to be compassionate, not that we can just know one another and not that we could just understand and appreciate one another, so that we can be at one with one another, that we're at one with all races, at one with all nations, at one with all religions. We're at one with everyone in Christ. We are the people of Christ. We're the people of his kingdom. We're the ambassadors of his kingdom. We're the people who come forward to love in his holy name, and we need to do that in unity. Now, unity is obviously the big problem. When my heart started looking at these things years ago, it wasn't just the racial issues that bothered me, it was also the issues of just division in the country. People just hating each other because of what they said, what they thought, where they came from, or which political party they were in, 
We live in a city in Washington where it's very much the dog that can wag the tail. If Washington can get right, well, the country could get right because the leadership in Washington will be speaking the things that help everyone. So for us as a church to be able to speak to people and tell them to care and love one another and bring that unity could be the most magnificent thing we could do as kingdom people. And I'll tell you this too, the church is the only institution in the world that has a chance to bring unity and healing in these cases. No one else can do it, not corporations, not universities, not governments, we've seen that, but the church can do these things in ways that will really help. And we as the church, we need to recognize that we are the great hope. So I ask you to start reframing your discussions. As people are not getting along, maybe you're not getting along with someone or someone with you. You turn on the TV and you hate and despise what you hear from what you consider to be the other side, whichever side it is in, in culture. And there are many sides, actually. Well, when we take that and we reframe all of our thinking, reframe all of our language, our discussions, our setting, our places of meeting into a kingdom context, into the words of the Bible, the words of Jesus, the meanings he gives, them to, gives to us, then suddenly we find that people are agreeing where they never could before, that the compassion that Jesus calls upon us to bring in the gospel today, as he had compassion among the mobs and the people following him, as he sent the apostles out to have compassion to all the people they would meet, and as he calls you and me to have compassion upon all the world, when we could do that and put that together, the Holy Spirit of God will race in with a power we don't know. And for those who see there's no hope in it, you say, we can't do that. You're right, we can't. But God can, the Holy Spirit can. And when we yield ourselves to that spirit, and when we follow obediently the calling of Jesus to go out among people and form relationships and love them, and not just know them, be at, but be at one with them, the things that will happen will make God's glory known on earth, and we may actually have an ever more wonderful chance to be at one with all the people of the world loving each other and ending the violence and the hatred and the bigotry, the racism and all the things we faced all our lives. But it's from the beginning of time that these things have been problematic. Jesus saw them in his day. They were known in Old Testament times. We know them in our day. Uh, they'll never be completely done until Jesus returns, but we can be here to help and make things much better. That's where my heart is, to be working together as a parish, to be working together as a people, to love others in Jesus' name with compassion. So God bless you on this Sunday. I hope this message has brought not only some hope and joy in your heart and some insight into the way God works in progressions, but to see our place in that progression as the next one's taking it and standing on the shoulders of those who went before us and making a world better so our children and grandchildren can stand on our shoulders and say that we have done a good thing in the Lord and set an example for them. God bless you. God bless you on this happy uh, Kingdom Sunday, for lack of a better term. It's a Kingdom Sunday in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the All Saints podcast. I hope you'll continue to download future episodes. You can subscribe and have the episodes delivered automatically each week by going to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and clicking subscribe. We'll be back next week with a new homily. And until then, please be well, stay safe, and God bless.